The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, good evening, and good night for some of you DFS players. We Thanks for joining another edition of DFS Today, presented by Hoopball. I am your Thursday night host, Friday night game slate host, uh, David Menkov, joined by, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Will. How are you doing tonight, Will? I'm doing great, David. It's an exciting night of basketball and football and everything. So, you know, it's a great day in sports. <laughs> Absolutely. And we have a nice little juicy little eight-game card to, to go through tonight. So I'm excited. And I, I know we were talking beforehand. You're excited about the, about the draft happening tonight, too. So we have a lot of things to, to kind of yep. go through. And we'll try and pepper in some, some NFL uh, as we go as well. So, um <laughs> With that said, I, I think we can uh, dive right in to the first game of the night. We have the Atlanta Hawks taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. There is no spread or total uh, for this game. As far as injuries are concerned, we have a laundry list for the Hawks. We have Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's questionable. Clint Capella, who's questionable in this one. Kevin Huerter is out. DeAndre Hunter is out. And Cam Reddish is out. Tony Snell is probable, and Trey Young has been upgraded to questionable for this game. So something to, to keep in mind. All right. So with that said, with so many injuries on the Atlanta side, on the Philly side, we don't have a ton as far as injuries are concerned. Um, we're looking at a pretty healthy team, uh, pretty, pretty far down the, the pipeline for the Sixers. They're actually healthy for the first time this season. So... I'm going to just jump in uh, on the Hawks side. Uh, I think with Trey Young being questionable in this one, that's something we really need to monitor. If he ends up suiting up for this one, um, there won't be a blowout, which is what we saw in the last time the Hawks played uh, the night before against the same Sixers team. So if Trey Young suits it up, he's definitely in play 9,300. I think he should be able to hit value at that price tag. Um, if he's out, Lou Williams, fire up, sweet Lou, uh, 5,200. I know everyone's excited by Brandon Goodwin. He came back from a miraculous injury, but I have to roll with Lou here. I think he'll get more minutes um, regardless of game situation. So I like Lou if Trey sits. And then the only other guy I'm looking at on the Hawks really is going to be John Collins um, with a bunch of guys banged up. John Collins is the only one that's starting to look healthy and look like the player we saw earlier, he's still not really hitting his peak value, but at 7,300, it might be worth a shot if you think this game's going to stay close. And if Trey Young plays, John Collins' uh, opportunity only goes up. And I like John Collins uh, if this game, like I said, stays close. Who do you like, Will, on the Hawks, if anyone, in this game? Well, yeah, um, you, you hit it pretty well. Um, I like John Collins at 7,300, but probably only if Capella does sit out. Because um, when they're both in there, he seems to kind of take a back seat. Um, but if, if Capella is out, uh, the door is wide open for Collins, uh, especially with Herder out also. So that helps him on the offensive end. Uh, like if Trey sits, uh, Lou Williams at 5,200 should be a decent play. And I think you can go back to the well with Goodwin at 4,500 because he had 32 minutes last game and it was a horrible game for him. But 
as long as he's getting those minutes, I think he'll be able to put up decent production at that small of a price point. Um, and for Trey, you know, he's been out. It'll be eight days at that point. You just have to keep an eye on the injury report because even if he plays, will he be limited? So that would scare me. So I would wait to hear more information on that before I can feel confident to put him in my lineup. Yeah, that's a great call out. I mean, it's something to monitor. The Hawks are are in the playoffs um, as of now, so definitely something we we have to consider as far as Trey Young coming back too soon. Too many injuries this season, so I don't think the Hawks are in any rush to bring back Trey if he's not 100%. Um, So that's a great call. Great call there. Awesome. Um, Anyone else on the Hawks? Otherwise, we can jump right into the Sixers side of the ball. Well, you know, when if Capella does not play, uh, Yeka Nkongu or Nathan Knight will play his minutes, but I don't think you can trust either one of them, really. Do you? Honestly, no. It's so hard. Earlier when we were doing this, you know, I was bumbling along with the pronunciation of Okongwu, and, and he was actually a guy that was in play in a lot of lineups, but now with some of the timeshare with him and Nathan Knight, there's just really no one you can trust in that front court, even with Capella potentially out. So I'm with you 100%. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. So on the Sixers side, you know, it's going to be tough. You know, we don't have a good sample size from the last game, uh, which was an absolute blowout for the Sixers. So in that one, I mean, the best fantasy performer was Seth Curry, who I don't trust in this one. So I'm going to just flat out say that. Um, really hard to, to trust any of these guys. Joel Embiid's probably the only guy that I'm looking at. If this game s- stays relatively close, um, then I'm going to go Joel Embiid. Uh, 10,200, I think he could potentially blow up if, for a 50-60 point game. But his last three games out, they've all been blowouts except for the Bucks game. And we haven't seen that ceiling game at Embiid. So you can probably get him a very low ownership uh, on tonight's slate. So I'm not going to have too many shares of Embiid, but definitely... Don't hate him in your lineups. Uh, ben Simmons is healthy, also not playing up to up to par in recent games. We haven't seen a Ben Simmons performance, and his price tag shows that. 7,500 in this one, uh, coming off a 25-point effort and a blowout. And, and his best game in the last five has been a 43 fantasy points, which is solid, but it's tough to, to really trust against the Hawks, potentially limited with injuries. So I'm not going to go Simmons either. Um, I might take some shots on, on, on Tyree. Tyrese Maxey, um, if he gets minutes, but even he's not going to be in play unless it's a blowout. So uh, I'm not going to have too many shares of anyone on, on my favorite little Philadelphia squad. Um, do you have any interest in anyone on the Sixers side? Right. It's crazy how a guy on the opposing team will impact uh, this team that we're talking about, Philadelphia, um, because if Trey Young does play, that's going to make it easier for you to play Embiid because you would have to assume the game would be closer and so Embiid would play more minutes. But if Trey sits, I don't think you will feel confident playing Embiid because like we said last game, it was a 30-point blowout against the same Hawks, so they're playing them back-to-back games. Um, So that would make me scared to play Embiid. Um, And you made a great point about Simmons. Same thing for the blowout potential. I think Tobias is the only safe play, really, at 7,100. And it's, you know, he'll probably get you anywhere from 35 to 40 drafting points. So if you want a higher ceiling than, than that, uh, you could just stay away from Philadelphia altogether, honestly. Yeah. So that was a great call on Maxi though. If it is a blowout, he could potentially do something, but still you're banking on, you know, the unknown. 
Absolutely. And banking on the unknown can either win you a lot of money or lose you a lot of money when right, it comes right. to the DFS. So uh, we certainly have to take that into consideration as we go. But uh, awesome. Um, I think we can jump right into the next one. Uh, we have at 7.30 p.m. start, we have the San Antonio Spurs traveling to take on the Boston Celtics in this one. Uh, there is no spread or total for this game. Uh, as far as injuries are concerned, on the Spurs side, Trey Lyles is out and Derek White is out, as we know. Uh, on the Celtics side, but, uh, Kemba Walker is doubtful for this one. Something to keep in mind. Um, as far as the Spurs are concerned, Will, uh, this game is probably not going to be a high-scoring affair. Um, are you looking at anyone on the San Antonio side? Well, DeRozan is priced at 8300 That's a Pretty solid price point for him. Um, as you can see, um, the last three, two games ago, he had 52 and then 55 DraftKings points, but his last game was 38. So, you know, that's pretty much his range. He can get you in there from 35 to 55 points. At 8,300, you just have to decide if that's the risk you want to take for yourself. Is he going against, he'll have a tough matchup against Tatum and Brown. So, um, you could go that route, but you could not. That's that's totally up to you either way. I wouldn't hate you if you did. But the main guy I'm loving for the Spurs is DeJounte Murray. Um, he's been on a tear the last two games with 61 and 56 DraftKings points. And with Derek White out of the lineup now, out, of, out for the season with his injury, the point guard position is a lot less crowded in San Antonio. So he'll have the bulk of the opportunities. And uh, him and DeRozan will share the number one scoring spot uh, for the Spurs. So it's, it's a great play, and you're going to have Kimball Walker possibly out also, so he won't have to be running around as much on the defensive end. So, yeah, DeJounte is one of my favorite plays of the night. And uh, also with Derek White, some of that offensive load comes off, so I think that makes uh, Keldon Johnson a little bit more playable uh, at 5,000. Um, so you can put him in your lineup as well as a kind of a dart throw. Um, that's only, those are only three I'm looking at for the Spurs. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, even though we go seven days without, uh, being on the show together, we seem to continue to align on every pick it seems. So I have the same three guys, uh, circle bottom line. Uh, and I also had Deontay Murray as my favorite mid tier play (laughs) on the entire slate. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know how much to add other than, the Mar de Rose 8300 uh, might be overlooked just because that price tag is in the 8,000s. Um, this opportunity with Derek White out is going to be big for the Spurs. I think he's going to share a lot more, not only the scoring, but the playmaking responsibilities from Deontay Murray. So I love DeMar DeRozan. Um, I can certainly see a scenario where you play both him and Deontay in lineups and play for that balance build when we're talking DraftKings. But um, I absolutely love those two. And then you, you touched on Cody Johnson. I had him circled as a potential tournament play as well at five, only 5,000. Um, I think he's going to have opportunity to play. I just, it's hard to trust Cody Johnson. He hasn't really performed to where he was early in the season where he was putting up double doubles rather consistently. Now Cody Johnson's definitely more of like a, you know, flash, a flash in the night. So you never know where you're going to get with Kelvin Johnson. So, um, otherwise, I'm totally with you. Uh, I think we can move on to the Celtics. And the Celtics definitely have some intriguing pieces with the Kemba Walker news him being out. Uh, do you like anyone on the, on the Boston side? 
Um, for Boston, you know, you have Jason Tatum priced at 9800 but that's a little too rich for my blood. Um, I think you can have Jalen Brown with the same type of potential um, and production at $1,000 cheaper. So at Jalen Brown at 8800 I would consider uh, he's a pretty good play. Uh, with Kimba, uh, if Kimba misses the game, you can look at Marcus Smart at 6700 uh, Marcus Smart doesn't have a high ceiling, though. He's more of just a you want 30, 35 points, that's a safe play. You know he's going to get it. Um, so you can consider him, but it's not an amazing play. <laughs> but uh, And you also can look at Robert Williams. He only played 17 minutes in his first game back from injury in over two weeks, and he had 22 DraftKings points. So if his minutes go up even a little bit, he can obviously hit value for you. And um, the other guy you have to look at is Aaron Neesmith. Uh, he had... Last game, he finally got to play some minutes, and he had 38 DraftKings points. So you'll have to see with if Kimba is out, um, that should help him. Uh, it helped that Smart was out. That's why he got so many minutes. But he played so well, I just wonder if he will get an opportunity. So you have to keep an eye out if he's going to start or, you know, if uh, Coach Brad Stevens mentions him as far as getting more minutes. And he's a almost minimum guy you could consider. So I would keep my eye on Nisa. What about you? Yeah, I mean, you definitely touched on it again. Um, I'm looking at, with Kemba out, um, my attention goes right to Peyton Pritchard. Um, you know, I think he's going to soak up plenty of minutes uh, with, with him out. I know Smart's going to be back for this game. Um, and Peyton Pritchard's coming off an absolute dud uh, in the last one where he got to put up only 18 DraftKings points against the Hornets um, in, in his last game. But... I think Pritchard should bounce back nicely. Um, I think the Spurs could be a good matchup potentially um, if he's playing with the second unit. Even more reason why he might be a nice little uh, low owner, low ownership play uh, at, at only forty three hundred. There are worse uh, low low salary options out there. Um, I love your Aaron Naismith call. I had him penciled in there too, thirty two hundred. Um, really hard to get value on this entire slate. Uh, believe it or not. So definitely Aaron Naismith is going to be um, definitely in play for me. And then you touched on Jason Tatum. He's a little bit too rich for my blood, despite um, the extra offensive load that he's going to be taking on um, coming off a 59 point game against the Hornets. Um, I, I don't, it's hard for me to really go there with my 9,800. I much prefer the, the salary savings down to Jalen Brown, 8,800. Um, I like him a lot coming off two monster efforts in his last two games um, where he's put up almost 40 real-life points and averaging over 60 fantasy points. I don't see that happening in this one, but even if he gets to 45, 50 fantasy points, 8,800, that is absolutely valuable, and I'm going to roll with him um, all day, every day uh, at, at that price tag. So that's what I'm looking at on the Celtics side, and, and that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, who, let me throw out a question. Who do you like more in this game? Um, would it be DeMar DeRozan or would you prefer Jalen Brown at $500 more? I would have to. That's a really great, that's a really great comparison right there. But I probably would go with Jalen Brown only because Kimba is out. And uh, the ceiling for Brown has been so high lately. I think, you know, I would feel a little safer with Jalen Brown. How about you? Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, it's it's definitely tough to, to fade DeRozan at the 500 savings, but Brown's been yeah. on a different level recently, so we have to 
we have to take into consideration for sure. Um, awesome. So let's jump into the next game on the night. We have a 7.30 p.m. Eastern start. Washington Wizards traveling to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, there's no spread or total for this game as we speak. Um, on the Washington side, we have a few injuries to report. Danny Avija is out, and Thomas Bryant is also out. On the Cavs, we have just a laundry list of injuries. Uh, we have Dolado- Matthew Deladova out, Isaiah Hartenstein out, Larry Nance Jr. out, Torian Prince out, Lamar Stevens out, Dylan Windler out, and Colin Sexton has been upgraded to questionable. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, looking at this Washington Wizards team, a playoff contending Washington Wizards team, might I add, um, who, who are you looking at on, on this side of the ball? <laughs> yeah, for uh, Washington, obviously you always can consider Russell Westbrook. I mean, he's having one of the most impressive statistical seasons, you know, of anyone this year. Um, but obviously he won't be mentioned in the MVP <laughs> conversation because he gets no love like that anymore. Um, but uh, And Brad Beal is at 9,800, but I don't think I would consider him because at this point, Russ is the superstar as far as statistically uh, this year for Washington, uh, which is kind of crazy because of the way the year started. So I'm only looking at Russ at 11K, and you can sneak all the way down to Alex Lynn at 3,300. His last two games, he's been uh, getting 23 and 25 minutes at 35 DraftKings points each game. Uh, You know, he's almost had a double-double in both games. Uh, you never know with Scott Brooks. Uh, you know, Daniel Gafford is the guy we want to play, who's the best center on the team, but Alex Lynn is getting all the minutes and points right now and rebounds. So you can ride the hot hand and take the risk with Alex Lynn. Uh, you just never know with that coach, though. But that's a great price at 3300 for that potential. What do you feel? Yeah, I, I have to agree with you um, again. Uh, I think – the Alex Len call is great. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. We did the show uh, recently, and we were all about the Daniel Gafford bandwagon. Oh, right? We were no. all about it. And thanks to us hyping him up as a lock, <laughs> he put up an absolute dud of a game, uh, if I recall. Um, not, so, hey, not his fault, though. The coach's fault. Of course, of course. <laughs> but unfortunately for us, that's... That's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. So yeah. with that said, I, before I get too excited about Alex Len and his recent stretch, I have to take that with a grain of salt and say that um, play him, 3300 definitely one of the better price centers out there as far as value based on his last two games. But you cannot trust the coach by any means. So mm-hmm. play him, but also it's fine if you don't play him tonight because you just never know what's going to happen with the minutes. So that's my only concern. Um, I'd much rather prefer the steady minutes of Mr. Rui Hachimura, who's back, uh, 5,100. He's a little bit more of a consistent minutes guy. Uh, We've seen before he got injured, he was putting up about 30, uh, around 30 fantasy points, up to 30 fantasy points. And at 5,100, you know, that's a pretty solid number to hit. Uh, at that price tag. So I like him. And then, of course, you touched on it. Russell Westbrook, lock and load every time. Number one price player on this slate for good reason. Probably the best play 
of anyone. Pretty much a 60, 60, 65 point fantasy lock in any game, especially against the, the Cavaliers. So I love Westbrook and he touched on Bradley Beal. Um, might, might be in play for me, but I'm not going to have too many shares of him here. Um, I, I think that's, that pretty much wraps up uh, the Wizards. Uh, unfortunately, I, I can't love, I can't tag my guy Davis Bertans uh, in this one. Just coming off a dud at 4,400, it's hard to trust him uh, off the bench. So that's it for me. I was talking, talking about the Cavaliers. Um, there's not a whole lot to love here, I think, as far as, you know, with all these injuries and things like that. But uh, with Colin Sexton potentially coming back after missing three games, are you going to be riding with Colin at all in this game? No, I, when guys are on their first game back from injury, um, I tend to stay away from them. And even before the injury, uh, Sexton's statistical, you know, numbers have been not where you really want them to be. Uh, it's been down from earlier in the season. Um, and him and uh, Darius Garland have been playing, like, splitting those responsibilities where they're both kind of averaging 40, 35 to 45 DraftKings points. So uh, I don't think Sexton's a too great of a play. Uh, I'm not really sure about Garland either, even though I like Garland, it's just if Sexton is back. If Sexton's out, you can go ahead and put Garland in your lineup. So, And uh, I think you can consider Jared Allen at 7,400. Uh, he's been on a roller coaster of a season this year uh, with his statisticalness. Why do I keep saying statistical I, so many times? I don't understand. But anyway. Uh, you might as well <laughs> coin that, that phrase. Uh, I know. Like, I'm it's going to be like, in your vocabulary for now. Multiple different ways. I'm not saying that anymore. Okay. <laughs> Jared Allen, someone you can consider. Um, Kevin Love, uh, believe it or not, you can consider at 6,500. Uh, his production has been ramping up. He's been you know, forming his way back into the lineup. Last game, uh, most minutes of the season, 35 minutes. And when he has those type of minutes, he can put up double-doubles at any point. Um, and I think you can look at Chetty Osmond at 5,400 if Colin Sexton doesn't play um, because his production has been a lot better also. Um, how do you feel about Cleveland uh, on your end? Yeah, it, it's tough with the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's so hard to, to really trust anyone. Um, Darius Garland's been on another level. If Colin Sexton's out, uh, fire up Darius Garland at 8,000. Um, I love him. I mean, he's been putting up just monster game in and game out. Um, if I have a choice between him and DeJounte Murray at 7,500, um, it's going to be a tough, tough call for me. I'll probably still go DeJounte Murray, but Garland is going to have a ton less ownership. So if you're playing tournaments, I would definitely consider Darius Garland in your lineups. Uh, I think he should smash um, with Sex potentially out. And then you touched on it. Kevin Love, for me, definitely in alignment. I think he's, he's definitely a solid play. Um, he is ramping up minutes, which is surprising. Um, I don't know why the Cavaliers are ramping up his minutes, <laughs> but at the yeah. same time, why not? So if, if he gets 30, 35 fantasy points in this one, he gets 30, 35 minutes. I don't see why he can't do that against the Wizards front court. Uh, should have no issues there. Love him. And then the final guy I got to mention on the Cavs, just because, is Isaac Okoro, the, the rookie. He's been coming on strong. In his last two games, he's put up uh, almost 30 fantasy points. They're 4,400. That's a great price tag. Um, and he's starting to, to kind of overcome that rookie wall that we've seen from a lot of these guys in this season. So I like Okoro at, at 4,400. Uh, solid value play for me. Um, definitely going to be in, in lineups for sure. 
Perfect. All right. So let's, uh, before we dive into the next game on the slate, I wanted to just do a quick shout out to my bookie. Uh, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, who do you have, Lakers or Clippers? Rodgers, who soon to potentially not be on the Packers anymore, or Mahomes. And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place that I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for where Rodgers ends up uh, playing next season. Uh, you know me, and you know that I don't give out my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up and a promo code HOOPBALL and get a deposit match halfway up to 1000 bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. All right, well, let's jump into the next game on the slate. It's an 8 p.m. Eastern standing Standard time, I cannot say that word for whatever reason. Portland Trailblazers travel to take on the Brooklyn Nets. In this one, there is no spread and total for this game. Big surprise. Um, as far as injuries are concerned, uh, on the Portland side, Zach Collins is the only one out. And on the Nets side, they have not submitted an injury report yet. However, we already know. Kyrie Irving is out. James Harden is also out. LaMarcus Aldridge is out. Bruce Brown is also out for this one, um, which is uh, interesting. Um, so they're running out of players. Nicholas Blackspin <laughs> is out. Chris Chioza is out. And Spencer Dinwiddie are all out. All right. So jumping in, uh, we can start with the Trailblazer, I think, in this case. Um, just given all the injuries to the Nets, uh, there's really very, it's going to be really hard for the Nets to keep this game close against Trailblazers since they are mostly healthy. So I'm, I'm actually going to be looking at Damian Lillard at 9,200. I think he has the potential to go off, uh, just given the matchup, he's going to be going off against, you know, an unproven, unproven guard, most likely at the point guard position. So Lillard should absolutely eat and eat often. He hasn't done much over his last five games. In fact, his ceiling game in the last five has been 44 fantasy points. So he's not going to be in play for a lot of people, but I think he has a potential to really smash and really um, have one of his signature 50-55 point efforts in this one against the Nets. So I like Lillard. They're um, going to have some shares. It's Jim McCollum as well, 8,100, uh, coming off 44-point effort against the Grizzlies in a blowout. I like McCollum. I think him and Lillard can be a nice little two-man tandem. Uh, on the Portland side. And then the only other guy I'm really looking at is going to be Yusuf Nurkic. Um, his price tag has been creeping up. He hasn't been getting consistent uh, points uh, as far as fantasy is concerned recently, but I think his ceiling is going to be through the roof against, again, a depleted Brooklyn Nets front court. Um, so I'm going to be looking at him. Uh, I'm not going to have too many shares of Robert Covington for the 200. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of Covington ceiling type of games recently. I just don't know if this is the right matchup for him either. Uh, so I'm not going to have a lot of shares of him. Also, Nor Norman Powell, uh, another guy that normally I'd be considering after a nice 40-point effort against the Grizzlies, but too inconsistent for, for my taste. Um, so that's really it. Lillard, McCollum, and, and some, some Nurkic, and that's about, that's about the extent of it. Who are you looking at, Will, if anyone on the Portland side? Yeah, you hit it pretty good. Um, Dame at 9,200. Normally, that's a great price, but like I said, it's, he's been on kind of a, you know, downturn, you know, lately. Uh, even past his last five games, he's been kind of hovering around the 
point range as far as drafting points. So you hope he can pick that production up and he'll be playing against the Brooklyn Nets team. That's one of the worst defensive teams in the league. Um, CJ McCollum also will get a boost because they're of the opponent. Uh, and Nurkic, like you said, he's been, you know, coming into his zone at 7,100. Only other guy I could consider for Portland is Anthony Simons. Uh, last game he had uh, 17 draft king points, which is not what you want. But the game before that, 46. So if this game is a potential blowout of any sort, uh, it's possible that he can get a lot more minutes and shots up. Um, that's the only... That's the only one I could. That's that's kind of a shot in the dark at thirty one hundred. If you would like to go that route, yeah, that's a good call. I mean, I'm I'm all for shots in the dark, so I <laughs> I, I, I can't say anything too too negative about about that call. So I, I like it. Um, awesome. So as far as the other side of the ball, I mean, I touched on it. Brooklyn Nets are just dealing with so many injuries. I mean, it's it's pretty insane to think about. So that that being said, someone has to score the ball, and that's going to be Kevin Durant. Um, He's a great pickup for this game, um, ramping up minutes, coming off two solid efforts where he's put up almost 50 fantasy points in the last two. Uh, should be a somewhat close game if he can keep it close. And if he can, uh, Kevin Durant has 50, 55 point upside every day of the week. And I like him at that price tag a little bit more than Lillard at $300 more. So I'll definitely roll with Kevin Durant here uh, with all these injuries. And then the only other guy I'm looking at really is going to be um, another, as you call it, a shot in the dark, and that's Mike James. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he's coming off a 27-point effort in his last game. Uh, he's going to get minutes. I mean, someone has to get minutes uh, in, in the guard rotation for the Brooklyn Nets. So um, there are worse 3,100 picks out there, and I actually like him a lot. I think he's one of my favorite value plays on the slate um, in this matchup. I think he should be able to... Uh, exceed value tremendously. So I like Mike James, and that's two guys I'm really looking at. Um, I'll have a little bit of interest in Joe Harris for the 700, but I will probably refrain from going too much Joe Harris. So I'm going to be looking at mostly uh, the looks of um, Mike James and Kevin Durant. Who are you looking at on the net side? Yeah, KD is one of my favorite plays at 8,900, especially, you know, with everyone out, it's he, he, he could go for 50. You just never know. Uh, you know. He's one of the best players in the league, obviously. I think you can look at Joe Harris at 5,700 because everyone is out also. But he's still not a lock for production because if his shot's not falling, that's pretty much the main thing he's going to be in there for. I think you can look at Blake Griffin at 5,000. Uh, believe it or not, his last two games have been, you know, hitting value uh, at 32, uh, 33 drafting points. But uh, he's been playing all, well all around, 16 points and five boards, 17 points, six boards. That's pretty good production for Blake Griffin at a 5000 uh, DraftKings price. Um, and the same thing for Jeff Green at 4800 um, He's been playing, you know, just as well. Uh, his last three games, 33, 25, and 39. And they pretty much are running him at center, and they're benching DeAndre Jordan. He's getting DMPs right now. So, um that, I mean, unless they switch something up with the starting lineup, you can consider Jeff Green and Blake Griffin. I mean, one or the other. And uh, But, yeah, that's a great call on Mike James at 3,100. Um, he came in just out of nowhere and uh, had 27 points when he finally got some real minutes. And with Kyrie out, he should continue to get those minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I think we're definitely in alignment there, and it should be interesting to see 
how it all shakes out when it comes to their lineups and, and how they end up running those lineups. So awesome. Um, I think we can dive right in unless we have anything else to the next game on the slate. And it's an 8 p.m. Eastern starting time. We have the Orlando Magic traveling to take on the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, we actually do have a spread in total, which is exciting. Unfortunately, the spread is not exciting as the Grizzlies <laughs> are 12 point favorites, if I'm reading that correctly. Um, and the total is 223 uh, in this game. Um, as far as injuries are concerned, on the Orlando side, we have quite a few outs. So I'll just run through them quickly. Devin Kennedy, Michael Carter-Williams, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Truma Okiki, I definitely pronounced that incorrectly, Otto <laughs> Porter Jr. are all out, and Terrence Ross is doubtful. On the Memphis side, Grayson Allen is doubtful, and Jaron Jackson is out um, due to injury management. Um, so with that said, all right, well, uh, despite my terrible pronunciation of some of these players on the Orlando side, who do you like, if anyone, uh, given all these injuries? Right. Uh, it's not great for Orlando. They have some guys you can consider, but no one you want to really lock into your lineup. Um, Cole Anthony had been playing really well at 6,500. You know, he's going to be the starting point guard and get minutes out there, but he's probably going to get you around 35 draft king points. So that's not too exciting, but it's stable. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., 6,400. Just stable. The only reason I would consider him is because if Okiki is out, that could help him. Uh, yeah, Okiki is out. So that should help him be, you know, more productive, possibly. Um, he's the most talented big man they have. Hopefully they'll loosen the reins a little bit. And then you can mention Gary Harris at 4,400. Um, he's obviously the offensive mind for the team. Last two games, 19 and 17 actual NBA points. Uh, so... He can, he can get you that production uh, at 4,400. That's a pretty good play. How do you feel about the Magic? Yeah, it's tough. The Magic are it's certainly an interesting team at this point, um, especially at this point in the season. There's just not a lot to play for for them. Um, they're, they're really struggling. Uh, I'm excited for the rookies. I think rookies are finally starting to, to get minutes across the NBA because a lot of, a lot of these teams are just not really playing for anything, so they might as well play the rookies. So, Cole Anthony, uh, 6,500 is going to be my, probably my favorite play on the Magic side of the ball. Um, definitely starting to see that, that potential that we saw earlier in the season before he went down. Um, so I love Cole Anthony. Uh, that price tag is a little bit scary. I prefer Cole Anthony usually in the 5K range. But uh, despite, of, despite that, I think he should be able to, to hit some value. Uh, other, other guys I'm looking at, Wendell Carter, you touched on it, should get every opportunity uh, in Orlando to shine. Did only played 21 minutes in the last game, so injuries were. Con- I'm sorry, foul trouble was a concern. Uh, if, if he stays out of foul trouble, which which happens like, time to time, uh, I think Wendell Carter can be a great pickup um, at that 6,400 salary. Uh, pretty nice mid tier range, and then you touched on Gary Harris. It's really hard for me to normally play Gary Harris uh, on any card nice. for any team, just because he's so volatile, but. He, he, someone has to score, as you touched on it, for the LA Magic, and he has been scoring. And he's put up a nice little gem in his last game at 39, almost 40 fantasy points. So uh, Gary Harris is a great pick. Um, it's hard to trust, but 4,400 might as well take some shots and, and hit some value, uh, potentially value jackpot. So love that call. Um, and that's really it for me on the Lando side. I think we can 
dive into the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies are a whole different animal. I'm only looking at two guys and two guys only on the Memphis side. Who are you looking at? Uh, I know you consider John Moran at 8,500. Um, you know, a couple of games ago, he was playing incredible. Um, he only had one really down game lately. Um, so, you know, early in the season, I was like, he's name value, but not hitting that production. But I think he's a pretty safe play at this point. Uh, I like Jonas Valanciunas because he has that potential for a big double-doubles at any moment. Um, and the only other guy I'm looking at is Brandon Clark uh, at 3,800 uh, with Justin Jaron Jackson out. Uh, that should make him a pretty safe play um, at that low of a price point to get you 20 to 25 DraftKings points. But, I mean, that's probably going to be all there is. But, it, you know, a, it's a good value. Um, who are your two guys on Memphis you're like? Yeah, I'm looking at John Moran. He starts at 8,500. Yeah, that price tag is high, um, but it's a great matchup against the Magic. Uh, he hasn't really been hitting his stride for the, for most games. Um, he's had some great games in recent stretches, coming off 28-point effort, unfortunately. But I think he bounces back nicely um, as the engine that, that makes the Grizzlies go. So I love John Moran, 8,500. Uh, certainly could be in play for me. Um, and then the other guy I'm looking at is Jonas Valanciunas, 7,700. Um, might be overlooked just because he's had some inconsistent play recently, but he definitely has a 15-15 or 20-15 game written all over him in this matchup. I uh, should have no issues grabbing boards, grabbing points, uh, getting the occasional block, too, in this game. So I like Jonas and, and John Moran as my two picks, and, and that's it for me on the Memphis side. Awesome. All right, well, let's dive into the night slate. And we have a 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I cannot say that word tonight. <laughs> As the Milwaukee Bucks travel to take on the Chicago Bulls. We have no spread or total big surprise. And as far as injuries are concerned, uh, we're looking at on the Milwaukee side of the ball. It has not yet been submitted because the, the Bucks are playing the second night of a back-to-back. So we, we won't know the injuries um, for this game until later. On the Bulls side, Troy Brown Jr. continues to be out, as, as well as Zach Levine due to health and safety protocols. And Nikola Vucevic, despite a scare, is probable for this matchup. All right. All right, well, who are we looking at on the Bucks given they're coming back after a back-to-back uh, slate where they're battling it out with the bottom-feeding Houston Rockets? So who are you looking at? Right, it's going to be uh, pretty scary to play anyone on the Bucks. Uh, I don't really expect Giannis to play. It's no real point for him to. But if he does, uh, you know, it's against the Bulls. I just don't see – I really don't feel comfortable in anyone on the on the Bucks this game. You can consider Giannis and Drew Holiday, but I don't feel great about it. Are you feeling confident in anyone on the Bucks? Absolutely not. That's why I passed the ball <laughs> to you first because I'm, I am looking at – uh, Bobby Portis, of all people, and 5500 you know, that's a risky price tag, but he should get plenty of minutes. So I'm looking at Bobby Portis and Bobby Portis only, and that's it. Yep, yep. Yeah, and, uh, and then as far as the Bulls are concerned, I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, who are you looking at, if anyone, on the Chicago Bulls side uh, coming into this game? Yeah, with Vucevic being probable, that, uh, that helps. Uh, he should be safe for... 45 to 55 DraftKings points. Uh, so if you can fit him in your lineup, that he's always a pretty safe option, especially with Zach out. He'll carry the offensive load. Um, I think Kobe White would have a tough matchup against Drew Holiday. 
Uh, last game, Terry Rozier was on a tear, and then he went up against the Bucks and Drew Holiday, and he was shut down. So uh, I think you can possibly look at Laurie Markkinen at 4,200 because his price point is so low, and he's going to get you, uh, you know, around 25 minutes. So he can possibly get you 20 to 30 DraftKings points. But really, Vucevic is probably on his safe play, and he could be too much uh, for you. So it depends on how you feel about that. Are you liking anyone on Chicago? Yeah, I'm looking at Nikola Vucevic and Vucevic only. Uh, two reasons. One, Chicago Bulls really have only one stud out there right now with Zach Levine out, and that's Nikola Vucevic. Two, uh, Vucevic is, is currently uh, helping lead my, my standard fantasy team to playoff glory. So I really have to ride that hot hand. So that's, those are my two takeaways for why I'm playing Nikola Vucevic. Um, and that price tag does not scare me too much, even though it is high. Uh, I, I like him over Joel Embiid, who's only $100 more. So if we're comparing price tags, I'm going Vucevic. Awesome. All right, let's dive in to our 10 p.m. slate. The first game up is a 10 p.m. start, which is Utah Jazz traveling to take on the Phoenix Suns, the playoff-clinching Phoenix Suns, might I add, which is exciting for all the Suns fans who are listeners for us. Um, and with that said, on the Utah side, we have a few injuries to report. Yudoka Azabuke is out. Mike Conley is out. Donovan Mitchell continues to be out. Royce O'Neal is questionable. On the Sun side, Jay Crowder is questionable. Daryl Sarge is probable. And Abdo Nader is out in this one. All right, Will, who do you like on the Utah Jazz with their depleted backcourt? Right, but Utah, um, you obviously can consider Rudy Gobert at any moment. Um, but his production has not been incredible lately. So, uh you don't have to put him in your lineup. It's not a great play necessarily based on his past uh, few games. Um, so the only really guy I'm looking at on Utah is uh, Gorgeous. I, that's what I call him, my nickname for him, Gorgeous Niang. Uh, I don't even know how to say his first name. <laughs> but Gorgie, Georgie Niang, so I call him Gorgeous Niang. So at 3,400, he can put up some production at any moment for you, uh, especially with Donovan Mitchell out. Um, he's the only one I feel – you know, confident in as a sneaky play. Are you liking anyone on Utah? Yeah, it's tough. Um, Jordan Clarkson just priced way too high for my liking. Normally, this would be a lock and load little opportunity for Mr. Clarkson to go off uh, against the Suns, but 7,300 is just way too high. Uh, DraftKings pricing has really uh, tried to pull a fast one on us, and it's not going to work, so I'm not going to play him. Same thing with Joe Engel, 7000 just way too high of a price tag to play for these guys, despite the opportunity. The Suns play a tough defense. So I'm not looking at, at any of these guys. Uh, you touched on Niang. I'm not even going to pretend to know how to pronounce his name either. <laughs> so I'm just going to go with uh, – I, I like the gorgeous Niang. Um, it's, it's a nice little nickname, so I might have to steal that. Sorry, Will. Uh, <laughs> but 3400 <laughs> thank you. Uh, definitely in play uh, for me. So I'm looking at Niang, and that's pretty much it. I'm not going to look at Rudy Gobert at all. He's 600. That's just too high of a price tag. He doesn't have 50-point potential these days, um, so therefore definitely not going to go Gobert. Uh, and that's it. That's it on the Utah Jazz side. I think there's definitely more intrigue on the Sun side of the ball. Who are you looking at um, for, the, for the 
surprise Phoenix Suns this season. Right. Um, I played Devin Booker a couple times in DraftKings lately, and he's kind of been uh, disappointing for what you expect from him. So, I mean, at 7,900, you can always throw a shot and try to put him in your lineup, but it's not a great play at this point because Phoenix is just all about winning and not stats right now for the most part. Uh, but Chris Paul um, has that potential to get you uh, you know, a 50-point game uh, that Booker does not have right now. So you can feel comfortable playing CP3 for 7,800. And then another shot in the dark is DeAndre Aiden at 6,500. But him playing against Rudy Gobert, that should make that uh, a really tough play for you. But that would be more in tournaments where not that many people would have Aiden in, in your lineup. But I think he'll have a tough night against uh, Rudy. So you liking anyone on Phoenix? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, Devin Booker is priced under 8K, so it's really hard to ignore him. Um, you know, he's a guy that's been pretty consistent all season. He's just not getting that ceiling game, you know. He's, he has 50-point potential. I just don't know if the Utah Jazz are, is the game where he's going to get it. Um, the Suns have been way more balanced on the offensive side of the ball, so I'm not going to be looking at Booker too much. Chris Paul um, is always a good uh, a good player to consider in lineups coming off a 55 point burger against the Clippers. Um, I just don't see that happening again with a tough Utah jazz defense. That's my only concern here. So I'm not going to have too many shares of Chris Paul. I'm actually looking at Torrey Craig, um, who's now starting at 4,000, definitely going to be a great player to consider. Um, if he plays 30 minutes, uh, he should hit value pretty easily, especially with Jay Crowder potentially out. Um, so I'm looking at Torrey Craig and Torrey Craig only really for the Phoenix Suns. And that's that's definitely more of a tournament value play, uh, if anything. Uh, and, and that's it. Um, I'm not going to consider DeAndre Eden too much, 6,500. Just tough matchup here. Um, awesome. What about the next game on the slate? We have the final game of the slate, and it's the 10.30 start time. We have the... Sacramento Kings traveling to take on the Los Angeles Lakers. And what do we know? Another spread and total, uh, which is exciting. And we have another big one. It's nine and a half points. Um, the Lakers are favored over the Sacramento Kings. The game total is 224 and a half. Um, as far as injuries are concerned, uh, on the Kings side of the ball, we have Marvin Bagley, who is probable in this one. He's coming back. Harrison Barnes is out. The the Aaron Fox, as we know, is out. Robert Woodard the second is out for this one on the Lakers side of the ball. As we know, LeBron James is out. Um, and that's really the only notable injury for the Lakers. Alex Caruso is also questionable in this one. All right, well, final game of the night. Kings, Lakers, battle of, of two teams going in different directions this season. Who do you like? Uh, you want me to start with the Lakers? Or is it? I would I would start with the Lakers or Kings. It's it's going to be tough to pick anyone from either team, in my opinion. So start with with how you feel. Right. Uh, it uh, unfortunately, you know, De'Aaron Fox is out with uh, safety and protocols. Um, so, but that does make um, Tyrese Halliburton playable at seventy four hundred. Um, he has a ceiling of probably forty points, forty DraftKings points. But he's a play that you can consider. Where you never know, he could get more than that because uh, he's going to have all those starting guard uh, uh, potential. Um, Buddy Hill has been playing pretty good lately at 7,200. Um, he's a pretty safe play, uh, with especially with Harrison Barnes out. Um, he's a pretty good play. And then you can look at Rashawn Holmes at 6,800. 
his production has been down a little bit since he's came back from injury. But playing around 23, 24 minutes a game, hopefully those minutes will ramp up. But he still will have a tough night against AD and Drummond down there. So really, uh, Halliburton and Heald are probably the only safe plays for Sacramento. You got anyone else on the Kings? Yeah, I mean, that's that's all, only two guys I had circled on my card, too, um, straight up. So there's really no uh, no use beating down the bush here. Um, Halliburton, right. you mentioned it, all the opportunity in the world with Darren Fox out. The playmaker extraordinaire, the rookie, uh, probably going to be up there for rookie of the year considerations. I don't know if he'll win it, but he's definitely up there. Um, and Buddy Heald has been on a nice little tear uh, for the Sacramento Kings, so... 7,200 normally something that I'll think twice about paying for Buddy Heald, but he's been consistent recently. Um, putting up games of over 40 fantasy points pretty consistently in his last four, uh, averaging over 40 fantasy points uh, game in those. So uh, I'm definitely liking that Buddy Heald call. Um, definitely going to be in play for me in that mid-tier salary. So him and Halliburton, that's it. No use uh, going any further <laughs> there. Uh, awesome. All right, so let's... Let's dive into the Los Angeles Lakers side of the ball now with Anthony Davis back in the mix. Do you trust Andre Drummond or Anthony Davis in this one? I think you can play Anthony Davis at 9,100. If you're going to play him, get him while you can, while he's under 10,000. You know, last game he had 45 drafting points and played 31 minutes back-to-back games. So his production is just, you know, should stay the same or possibly increase. Um, So I'm pretty safe with that. Uh, Drummond. Still putting up value, but it's a little scary at 7,500. You wish he was 6,500. So I, I don't know if I would force him in the lineup. Uh, Dennis Schroeder at 7,200 is a pretty safe play in this game. He should get you anywhere from 35 to 45 DraftKings points. Uh, other than that, you probably could look at Macklemore at 3,400. Um, he's been shooting like crazy lately, just shooting all the attempts. Last game he had 16 uh, field goal attempts. Only made five of them, but, you know, he's out there at almost a minimum price, and he's launching that thing like, you know, Deion Waiters a few years ago. So anyone else you like on the Lakers? First of all, I love the the uh, Deion Waiters reference. Uh, <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, and and I, I have to agree with you. Um, pretty much down, down the line, Anthony Davis, 9100, is definitely going to be in play for me. Um, he might be overlooked, too which is crazy to think Anthony Davis is overlooked yeah. uh, in, in daily fantasy, but uh, definitely going to be someone that I'm looking at. Um, probably my favorite play on the Lakers side of the ball. Uh, the only guy I'm looking at that I tagged actually is Ben McLemore. Um, and he is 3,400 as you, as you touched on it. So he's going to be another guy that he's going to get plenty of opportunity to put up shots. And as you've seen, he is not shy by any means. So, uh, love that call on Ben McLemore. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a solid play. Um, I'm also looking at a little bit of, of Dennis Schroeder as well, uh, 7,200. Um, I think now with Andy Davis back in the mix, he should have another ability to, to get rack up assists. Um, and he has a, definitely a 20-10 yeah. type of game um, written all over him, especially against the Kings. So that's not a bad call. We, we touched on a lot of mid-tier uh, guys uh, for the slate. So it's going to be curious to see how we want to fit them all into lineups, but can't go wrong with any of these people. So awesome. All right. Well, that pretty much concludes our little eight game slate. Uh, as far as 
uh, is what we like to do as always. Uh, we have to pick uh, our favorite value play under 4,500. Um, and who do you like as far as value plays? Okay, my under 4,500 guy, I think I'm going to have to go with um, Scotty Brooks. Don't get me again. But Alex Land at 3,300. Oh, um, no. <laughs> so you know that means Gaffer's going to go off for 20 and 20 or something. But as of right now, as we speak, Alex Land is a great value at 3,300. Who do you have? <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. And, and let's hope we can all uh, get some of that positive momentum going. Um, I'm going to go right. with. Another guy I have no business calling on, Gary Harris, uh, 4,400. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to do it, and he's going to put up a stinker, but I love <laughs> Gary Harris in, in this game. I think he's going to be overlooked. He should be able to put up uh, points in a hurry, and we're seeing the flashes of the Gary Harris that was, was so, thought after, so sought after on the Nuggets for a couple of years. So I like Gary Harris here. Awesome. Who and then I guess we can jump into the mid tiers, um, which I touched on is a tough one. Who are you looking at on the mid in the mid tier range? Yeah, so if you're going from like forty five hundred to eight thousand, I would say DeJounte Murray at seventy five hundred is my favorite play. I mean, with uh Derek White out, um, and he's been on a little terror lately, DeJounte Murray's a great play in my opinion. Ouch. Uh, you definitely stole your guy. there. I mean, <laughs> it was probably too easy. I set you up. I should have went first there. So that's, <laughs> I take full responsibility. Uh, when it comes to mid-tier, my favorite play is probably going to have to be none that's other. Yeah. He was the only one I had listed. So do you, who do you have? You have anyone? Yeah, it's tough because you limited me to eight thousand. I have a bunch <laughs> of guys in like in like the eight thousand, eight five hundred range. So this really really puts a wrinkle in there. So I'm gonna go Dennis Schroeder, seventy two hundred. Okay. Um, another guy that should get opportunity. Great matchup against the Kings. Should have a double double in this one. So I like Schroeder, although Murray's a better pick straight up. So, <laughs> um, as far as high price guys, who are you looking at? They have to be over nine k. Oh, no, that's not fair. <laughs> yep, yep, I have uh, to throw that in there. Yeah, you got me. So, okay, because I was going to go with KD at 8,900. So, yep. um, it's not, <laughs> I got to take a cheap shot and just go with, uh, no, no, I'll go with AD, uh, Anthony Davis at 9,100. Um, you know, I just think his production should continue to increase. That was a good one. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Who do you have? <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Russell Westbrook. I mean, it's it's a cop-out, uh, but Westbrook has the best floor and ceiling of anyone on the slate. So it's hard to, to not play him on any slate these days. So um, awesome. All right, well, well <laughs> I think we ended on a positive note. So um, as always, thanks, everyone, for listening. You can always find me on Twitter at dmank33 and my good friend Will here. That's right. You can find me at William is Bill. All right, everyone. Uh, let's let's win some tournaments and and have some some fun. Peace. This has been a hoop ball presentation.